This is Growing Boulder. I'm Mark Middleton along with Bill Schaefer, and our next guest has been deemed the best Sunday crossword puzzle creator in the entire world. And you know what, folks? That is something, because his syndicated crossword has been described as having kind of a far side sense of humor, and you can find it every Sunday in the Washington Post, the LA Times, the San Francisco Chronicle, the Philadelphia Inquirer, and guess how many other papers, Mark? Uh, At least 50. You read my intro, didn't you? You are exactly right. Anyway, we're talking about a big-time guy with a big-time brain. So let's welcome Merle Regal. How are you doing, Merle? I'm doing great. How about you guys? Boy, isn't the crossword puzzle guy somebody that people either just love and want to meet or want to strangle because they can never solve his puzzles? Yes. (laughs) Which do you get more? It's a... a a love-hate relationship, yeah, that goes way back, absolutely. Uh, speaking about going way back, uh, talk about finding your calling early in life. Is it true that you made your first crossword puzzle at age six and you sold your first crossword to the New York Times at 16? That is true. That is true. I mean, I, I kind of now wish I had picked up an electric guitar. <laughs> crossword puzzles will do. I mean, that, it was actually my, more my, uh, my nature to do that to pick up a crossword and, and to go up into my room and solve puzzles and work, make puzzles. Um, later on in life, when I was asked, you know, your puzzles have a lot of gags in them. Why didn't you just be like a, a gag writer? Or a, It's because the pressure that goes along with all that. Being a crossword puzzle guy from such a young age, I got used to the kind of being the nerdy guy who was like to go up away from everything and, and make puzzles and solve puzzles away from all the pressure of doing jokes or stand-up or something like that. So... Yeah, so the fact that I started out at six, was that's true. Uh, all my early heroes were all comedians. You know, Bill Cosby when I got a little older, um, and even George Carlin. It's George, when George Carlin would say language things, like when people say, uh, I'm going to get on a plane, George Carlin would say, well, okay, you get on the plane, I'll get in the plane. Let's <laughs> see which one of us gets there. <laughs> you know, yeah, I... so that's, a, that's a language thing, you know, so uh, about listening to language from an early age, was my deal. I mean, you know, when people say they're head over heels in love, for example, aren't you guys head over heels right now? Yeah. I'm head over heels. You would think heels over head would be the expression. (laughs) Crazy, flipping, crazy in love. But no, it's head over heels in love. I don't understand it. But the language to me, even from age six, was this massive playground with all this interesting stuff going on. So I just naturally fell into it, and I've never fallen out of it. We're talking with crossword king Merle Shecky Regal. And, you know, you know, Merle, you've got one of those jobs where, you know, there's not a college career counselor anywhere that would recommend someone go into crossword puzzle creation. No, that's true. In fact, I, when I was in my 20s, I thought I would, n- I would never want to look back on my life if I were 70 um, and say all I did was make crossword puzzles uh, until in the, in, when I moved to L.A. and I had a, a producer friend who was right about my girlfriend. He said, you know, she really likes you. You should go with her, and I'm still with her today. So he was right about that. Hmm. He also said, um, you know, in Hollywood, there's a million guys trying to write scripts. There's, every busboy has a script in his back pocket. Music, TV, everybody wants to do that, but nobody makes crossword puzzles like you do, so that's what you should figure out a career based on. And I said, well, maybe you're right. So uh, Marie and I got together and thought, well, to b- do this right, we should be in newspapers because more people solve puzzles in newspapers than they actually buy books and magazines. Hmm. And also, if we were in newspapers, we would have our own syndicate, 
and I would send the puzzle out after I was the last person who saw it, so the gags would be intact. Very often when you send puzzles freelance to magazines and newspapers, an editor, if he doesn't have the same sense of humor that you do, will edit some of the humor out. Mm. And I wanted to make sure that I thought the gags would get in as I wrote them, and so to do it in newspapers. And so one by one, we started adding newspapers in the uh, early in the 90s to the point where first we had um, uh, the San Francisco Examiner, which became the Chronicle, and then the Philadelphia Inquirer. One by one, we kept adding puzzles because we were cracking up the editors with the gags and the puzzles. <laughs> and most editors had never, uh, you know, hadn't heard much about crosswords that were funny. And so one by one, we started adding them until the point where we just we had enough where we could actually make a living off them. Wow. So, so you actually got some good career vi- advice early on from a, a Hollywood friend of all people, and you were smart enough to take it. Uh, and your crosswords ha- have become so popular in our culture to, to the point that you yourself have played yourself on an episode of The Simpsons in which Lisa becomes hooked on puzzles, and you've appeared on Oprah. Are you surprised, Merle, by the celebrity that you've achieved through crossword puzzles? Absolutely. I mean, that was one of the things when once I decided, okay, crossword puzzles is it, not music, not other things. Once we thought, okay, this is the thing that I was born to do. So rather than tap, tap dance around it, let's just do it. And by doing the thing that I love to do the most, uh, this has led to all of the amazing events that have occurred after that. I mean, I never would have thought that making crossword puzzles for a living was going to lead to being in a documentary about crossword puzzles. That was going to lead to being on Oprah. That was going to lead to being on The Simpsons. Um, it's just an amazing thing. What's great about The Simpsons is that most of the writers there are kind of puzzle people anyway. Mm. So that, you know, if you ever watch The Simpsons, just the names of the stores in the episodes show how much word game savvy they have. You know, I remember there was an episode where Homer joins the NRA and goes into a gun store called Bloodbath and Beyond. You know, so I just thought, you know, okay, these, these are my people. Now, I've been an animation fan since I was a kid, too. I, I, I can quote Warner Brothers cartoons, chapter and verse. Wow. To actually be in a cartoon is like a dream come true, another dream come true. So it's just been an amazing ride. Even being on Oprah was just astounding. You know? So um, you know, I, I say that the only reason this has happened is because we decided not to take the normal path of just being a freelancer sending in puzzles, but to start our own syndicate, make the puzzles uh, in their final form, send them to newspapers, and then, to, then when the, uh, when the, about eight years later, we put the same puzzles in book form. So we own, every, we own all the puzzles, we own all the copyrights, and if there's a gag, uh, that gets in, it's because I wrote the gag, not because somebody changed it. And the other side of this, Merle, in the in the last minute we have here, is that brain games have been discovered to be very important for all of us in, in staying sharp and, and aging in a better way. So you're instead not just making people laugh, you're helping people live longer and live better. Well, that's what they say. I mean, I, I kind of agree with that. They say that, you know, just like the body needs exercise, the brain does too. Uh, I've always said the crosswords are like a thigh master for your mind. Because uh, regular workouts will do it. I mean, it, it actually the more the more that you work your brain out. I think what I've read is that it actually grows dendrites, and the more dendrites you have, you, that's more to fall more to fall back on when you get older. Is that a seven letter word? Vertical uh, <laughs> dendrite. That's eight letters. But, uh, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> dendrite eight letters. Well, this also leads into I've always wanted to do this national contest that benefits Alzheimer's caregivers. 
And uh, we have we did one last year, and this next one it's called the National Brain Game Challenge, and it happens on September 30th of this year. All you have to do is register for $25. You can go to the Alzheimer's Foundation website, uh, and it has all the information there. But you just have to solve one puzzle. And you can win $2,500. And if you're a, kind of an average solver, you don't have to compete with the, with the experts because there's two categories of entry. You can be a person in the public category or the pro category. If you just want to solve with, the, with uh, average solvers or, or armchair solvers, you can, you can compete in just that category. And the first person who sends us not the answers to the puzzle, but the answers to the questions about the puzzle, it's just like four things. If you email us first, you win $2,500. All right, Merle, we're going to have to leave it there. Merle Regal, folks, a man of many talents and interests. You can find out more on his website, sundaycrosswords.com.